Hi everyone and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I am your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right. Hi, everyone. Um, today, we have Can- Candice Lane Bauer with us. She is a homeschool mom, the co-founder of Tapestry Academy in Boca Raton, and also the founder of the Micro School Florida resource, resource page um, for those interested in pod micro schools um, in our area. So I'm very excited to welcome you to the show today. Thank you. So let's get started. Um, would you mind sharing with the listeners a little bit about your family and your homeschooling journey? Sure. So my husband and I, we have lived in Boca Raton for probably 17 years now, and we've homeschooled our six kids ever since we moved here. And um, my oldest two are now in college. It does happen. You can actually get to college (laughs) for anyone who's struggling at the very beginning phases of kids. But um, anyway, we didn't really plan on homeschooling when we very first started, but it just kind of morphed into that, and here we are. Um, I've been a science Olympiad coach during those homeschool years um, at FAU, and we did both elementary and middle school levels. I was a 4-H Boca Buddies leader. Um, I've done first robotics with my husband and I, and then we also ran a Toastmasters gavel club. So we've done a lot of things over the years. Obviously, we didn't do them all at the same time, but it's been a really fun journey. (laughs) That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And let's talk a little bit about your inspiration behind the Tapestry Academy and how you went about starting that community. Sure. So um, go back in time a little bit. Uh, I think I wanted to create a micro school even before it was a thing. Like I didn't even really know what that word was. And I had homeschooled our family for a very long time, but at the time I was just kind of burnt out with homeschooling. I was like, I'm tired of doing this. And I discovered this little tiny private school up in Wellington that I just fell in love with. And I told my husband that we were going to move so that we could attend this private school. And we were going through all of the motions to, you know, get to be there and do all of that. And then our course changed a little bit and my husband had an offer to stay in Boca to do work things and we ended up just staying here but um, I was able to work with the owner who uh, it was the Wellington Collegiate Academy I don't know if anyone's familiar with that little private school up in Wellington but um, I met with the founder Anna Oaks and she went out to dinner with my husband and I, and I asked like 5,000 questions about how to start a little school. And that was my beginning dabble with it. I ended up um, starting just that fall and I only had just like this little tiny handful of kids. And so I ended up doing micro schooling more than a private school. And over the years, I ended up just really liking micro schooling even more. So I've changed my whole approach and philosophy over that period of time. But anyway, this is our, our fourth year. We've just barely started and uh, I really like it. Um, I still remember when I very first began, it was like a faucet that had been turned on full blast with ideas and things on how to create my own micro school and things have morphed and changed as time goes on, but it's been an exciting journey to do. 
That's really cool. So um, when you decided to start it, were you looking for more of a social outlet for your kids? Yes. Or what was, okay. Well, in homeschooling, I'd run a bunch of different co-ops, like at the community center or where I did a bunch of different things. And we'd always get together for maybe once a week. I did get the community center to let us be there for a whole day. So we were there from like 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. every Monday or something like that. And I found that I was I was changing all of my vacation schedules and everything to make this co-op work. And everybody was doing it for free. And uh, the families would come and be super excited, but then they'd not show up one week here or there. And then they would go on vacations just because that's what families do. But I wasn't taking any vacations because I was treating the thing that I had created as it was important. And so I thought, oh, this just isn't working. So um, when I decided to do the micro school, I felt like the contribution would be the parents would pay tuition to show that it was important to them and they would come every day (laughs) (laughs) and they would show up and that actually has worked. So hooray. (laughs) That's really good. Um, Can you explain to the listeners that maybe are new and the idea of micro schooling is kind of new um, in general, but... Can you explain what you mean by microschool and what do you guys do there? Sure. So microschooling, um, I think there's a lot of different definitions out there on the internet, but I like to think about it as the one room schoolhouse, kind of like on Little House on the Prairie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just been reinvented again to be cool. Um, it's a small group of students that usually meet in person, although I have seen some micro schools that meet in person maybe once a week, and then all the rest of the time they meet virtually. But Mm -hmm. they typically meet in person. They typically don't meet all five days of the week. So my micro school meets four days a week. We actually meet 16 to 20 hours a week in person. And we set goals together. We work on um, activities together. We create projects. Um, We all... I don't know how to describe it. There's typically for sure one person that is there the whole time doing everything, but sometimes they have more people. They have like a whole team of people who check in and do different things like an art teacher or a a science teacher or anything like that. Um, Every single micro school is different from each other one. And uh, some of them are like mom and pop type businesses. Some are homeschool co-ops. Um, there's even charter schools that are micro schools and some of them can be in your home. And then I've even heard of micro schools that don't even have a location at all. Their micro school is a bus where the kids jump on and they go around to different museums and they do all of the stuff out of the library. So there's all kinds of things to make a micro school. I hope that helps. Okay. There's a lot of different ways that people can kind of get one started. Um, Before we jump too far ahead, let's talk about the new networking resource website that you have. It's called Microschool Florida. What um, we talked about what a microschool is, but what was the inspiration behind building that website for the community? Well, I kind of had this idea for the last, I think, two years or so, maybe even more. And I actually created it and I stuck it on my own website for Tapestry Academy. And I was looking at it, I think I published it and I was looking and I thought, isn't this going to hurt me (laughs) as a business owner? Why would I put a link to other people's micro schools? And so I quickly took it down and I thought that just didn't feel right. And then fast forward a couple of years and 
uh, I saw, well, my parents were even saying, what is a micro school? I don't really get what that is. And I thought, nobody knows what micro schooling is. And I thought, said, I just need to create a website out there that it's for everybody. So all of the micro schools can kind of, and, and homeschooling pods and everything that's going on that we can connect with each other and get to know each other. Because I found that when I was creating my micro school, people were so open and friendly and willing to answer my questions. Like I'd send an email to somebody in Louisiana and, or in Texas, and they would write back with tips on how to start my micro school. And I found um, that I thought, wouldn't it be really great if in our area in South Florida, if we had kind of a hub so that we could get to know each other and um, not like you can really meet together all the time because you're doing your own thing, but you can stay connected by um, joining each other every once in a while on a field trip or even just seeing each other's names more frequently and just reach out and get to know them. So my idea was create this website that has really nothing to do with Tapestry Academy anymore, but it's all of the micro schools in the area. Um, I thought tutors could join as well, homeschool co-ops, after school programs, because there's lots of really great programs like Saints. Um, I don't know. I'm sure all of you know about Coach Rick and Saints, but he didn't fit in the homeschool co-op or micro school definition, but I thought if you don't know about saints, it needs to be on the list. So I put the little um, school program on there too. But my idea is that um, it's kind of like this free resource that we can all just kind of plug in and help each other. And then I thought after it gets a little bigger, the people who want to become like a preferred, um, a featured program or something like that, they could pay a little bit so that we can you know, pay for the website, but also we could pay for advertising. Maybe we could start a, do a billboard on the side of the freeway or something. I don't know. I just thought there might be really great ways. I thought it would be so silly to have a billboard on the side of the freeway when I have five or 10 kids in my own little program. So I was just trying to think bigger so more people could know what micro-schooling was and get the word out. There's no better time than now that people need to know what is available in our community. Um, since a lot of people are looking for homeschooling, but they also want social, they want activities. Um, so it's a great time to have this page kind of come up and, um, and get people to know about it. And what has your um, response been from the community? It's been really amazing. So I just barely started the website, uh, I would say maybe three weeks ago, maybe four, I'm not really sure. But in the last week or so, it's been really crazy. I, um, I started emailing a lot of people and just saying, hey, let me know if you have openings in your micro school. And we created a, an Excel spreadsheet to kind of say openings, no openings. And that was kind of the momentum that we needed to just say, hey, this is a real thing. So uh, I think we had 10 people join over the weekend, which was really exciting. So I think that's really fun that it's starting to take off. And with joining, so it is a membership. You kind of just log in and um, create a membership. To be in the micro school? Okay. Uh, yes. So that's free. I kind of wanted to give all of the uh, micro school owners and anyone who wanted to be on the page ownership of their own thing. So if you wanted to post that, hey, you've got this really great flyer for what's coming up, or uh, here's, you wanted to change your own information. I, I'm doing this as like a free service. So if I invest my time and in doing this all the time, it doesn't make it free for me. Mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> investing too much. <laughs> 
So I thought I can stick their name on a spreadsheet, no problem. But it would be awesome if they wanted to add more things and say, hey, Mm -hmm. come on out for blah, blah, blah. And be able to change it at any time too. So, yep, you need to become a member, which is free. You just kind of put your profile picture in and say what your website name is. Or if you're a parent and you're looking, you can log in there and say what you're looking for as well. But um, that's the idea of it. You just can change things and move things around as needed. It kind of reminds me of Facebook just a little tiny bit where you can just post and say what things are going on and interact with people who are interested in microschooling. That's really great. And um, I'm sure people right now, they just want to embrace alternative education. So having a source like this is really helpful. And um, what is something you can advise like someone if they're wanting to start a microschool or a pod, what is the kind of the first step that you would advise them to do? Um, Well, I would just say don't wait until it's perfect because if I had done that, I never would have started. <laughs> it was never perfect. So I I found my reason, which was my own kids. And I thought if I wait until I've got this all put together with all of my things listed out, then my kids are going to be 30 and I will have missed the opportunity. <laughs> so um, the thing that I learned in different trainings and things that I've done that if you're curious about starting one, say you're a teacher or you're a homeschool mom and you're just curious, Hey, can I do this? Start a little pilot program. Um, that's maybe six to eight weeks long and do some project based learning or, um, self-directed learning, like all of the keywords that micro schools always are talking about. Mm-hmm. You can create these little, you know, six to eight week programs And you can do it for free, even if you want to just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then you'll get the practice that you want. Even if you did it after school, say for an hour or two, I'm going to be doing, you know, space projects for the next six weeks. And then people will know, hey, that person is all about doing project-based learning. Mm -hmm. And then I would suggest, you know, just stick it out on Instagram and start building pictures and show that you are a resource for doing micro school learning. Um, I would also say reach out to other micro schools or pods and make connections. And um, I was really scared at first. I thought nobody would share with me information on how to start it, but everyone was super nice. Every once in a while I got a phone call where nobody would really call me back, but every, I would say 95% of the people that I've called have been really uh, interested in helping me create something that's similar to what they're doing. That's yeah, that's really great. And I feel like the Facebook, um, Facebook is a great way to connect and anyone who's on, you know, our Palm Beach County um, homeschool Facebook page, I feel like there's always people looking for pods or how do I start a pod? So So it is um, definitely. I was just going to say that, I wouldn't worry so much about the, the location because I that was my number one thing. I was really worried about where was I going to do it. And in the what, three or four years since we started, I've changed location so many different times from one thing or another. We've done it um, in tutoring centers during their off hours. We've done it at a church. I looked into doing it at a girls and boys club. I read in a book that another um, micro school started in a movie theater lobby. Oh. Like what? <laughs> Who would have ever thought of that? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> but anyway, there's all kinds of really great places to just 
do it. It's just thinking outside the box. And really, I kept this really cheap notebook by my bed. And when I would wake up in the middle of the night with, I'd always get my great ideas at night, I would just write them down. And then I would keep exploring those options during regular people hours. But the great ideas always came at night. Yeah. And like you said, thinking outside the box right now, especially, um, especially with locations. And also, were you concerned that you um, weren't like an, an educator or do you have an educator background as far as being a teacher? Oh, so true. So I don't. I went to school in art. I became a graphic designer a million years ago. And we've just focused on homeschooling and uh, different things like that. So every once in a while, I'll think, darn it, sure would be really nice if I had that teaching certificate. And I have the books on my shelf to just go ahead and and apply and do all that. But I'm in the middle of teaching every day. <laughs> so I feel like I don't have time to go do that one more check on my list. But um, I ended up partnering with... Well, at the beginning, I hired teachers to kind of help me out and do things. And then that was really expensive. I spent a lot of money on rent and teachers. And uh, I got some helpful feedback from one of my teachers that said, you just need to find an organization that helps you. Otherwise, your business isn't going to succeed. And I went, thank you for the kind mm-hmm. information. <laughs> But um, I just Googled micro school and organization. This was right before COVID happened. And I happened upon Prenda, which is the program that I'm following right now. But it actually really is amazing. And I was able to cut like a ton of my cost out because I was able to use their program. And they have certified teachers that I'm able to ask questions to. And they kind of oversee things a little bit, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I didn't feel like I was all by myself, even though the day to day, it is still just me and I'm ultimately making decisions and going through everything. But I've been able to have really great phone calls and emails with um, different people that help with all kinds of situations. And whether it's like a behavior problem or if there's a, I don't know what to do with this kid's math program. I can't log in. How do I do that? And they've been really helpful in helping me feel like I'm not by myself. Prenda is, they started in 2018 in Arizona. And now they have, I think they had, I think one or two little pods. And now they have 430. Okay. So it's like an umbrella. Yeah, it is. So they started out with a charter school and most of theirs are tuition free, which I think that would be amazing if that was available here in Florida, but it's not yet. So when, if you were to become a partner school here in Florida, you would just need to do the private pay, like a, a private school, you pay tuition okay. to do their program. But they, they have this really cool software. The guy who created it was, um, he did coding at MIT or something. And he created this really great program, and then he hired a bunch of people to help fill it out. So um, it's really intuitive, and they have really great projects that are available. So Okay, so they provide ideas for a micro school and some mm-hmm. help for you. Um, and anyone can sign up to be a guide? They just need to? Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty much. They, they do say right on the thing, 
I have to warn you right now, being a guide is not easy. <laughs> it's, they just lay it out there. It's hard work and you have to kind of dig deep inside and go, what were those things I've done in life that were hard to get through? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did it anyway, perseverance. And um, anyway, they were really helpful in helping me. Would number one on that list be homeschooling? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, so true. <laughs> So true. In fact, I laugh. I think it's every single January. I'm like, that's it. I hate all of our curriculum. Nothing's working. We should send the kids back to school. And my husband says, oh, please, you do this every January. Moving on. Yeah, it becomes a routine. (laughs) I think so. You can say that changing the curriculum is okay to all those parents out there. Oh, totally. Well, it's not like the most cost effective thing on the planet, but you come back to it. So I have six kids and I still go to things that I've bought in the past and it didn't work for one kid, but it totally works for another. So just keep it around and don't feel bad that you spent a thousand dollars. Yeah, that is so true. (laughs) I'm only three years in and I, I have that going on. So, but I'm going back to the curriculum. So, you know, wait a couple of years and you'll, you'll go back to the curriculum. So yes, totally. Um, Well, this has been great. And just one last question before we sign off here. Is there any advice for parents um, who are searching for alternative education right now that you can kind of just give them a little bit of encouragement? I would just say, take that first step into the darkness because you don't really know what you're doing until you actually get there. I think that is really the hardest part. But once you step out there just a little tiny bit, you'll look around and realize that it's not as dark as you thought it was. And you're able to keep going a little by little. And you can join groups like homeschool groups are amazing. And there's always somebody who's just a little bit further than you are. And they give really great advice. I remember, I think the first three years that I was a homeschool, I did every single thing that my neighbor down the street said to do. It was like, if she didn't say it, I wasn't doing it. But then after I'd done it for a few years, I felt more confident in my choices. And I was able to go out on my own and make my own decisions about what curriculum to buy or whatever so just take the first step and I think it changes too once you hit middle school you you start panicking again thinking "Uh oh I don't know how to do this but you just need to take that first step again also so panicking is normal step one (laughs) panicking is that's like the only way to do it Um, well, I will put all the links back to what we talked about, Tapestry Academy and the Micro School Florida website. Um, and I'm really excited that you've offered that to the community. I think it's going to be so valuable and encouraging to um, parents looking out there for solutions for their children. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. We hope that you have been encouraged by listening to this episode. If you would like to make a suggestion or be on the show, please reach out to us at localhomeschoolers.com. 